Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Yesterday, I was host on an online medium demonstration with two great and longtime mediums, Paul Jacobs and Sue Wood. I believe they each have at least 50 years of experience being mediums, and they both teach at the great Arthur Finley College in Stansted in the United Kingdom. Sue is what is called a spirit portrait artist. Yesterday, as Paul was giving people evidence of their loved ones verbally, Sue was drawing their pictures. She had an iPad and you could see the pictures as she was drawing them. The two mediums were tapped into the same person in the afterlife. At one point, Paul described a woman's beautiful daughter. She was almost model-like and was trying to explain that her face was changed or there was something different before she died. Now, the mother didn't understand. She could accept all the other information. But then Sue chimed in and she says, she's showing me herself in the coffin and that the funeral home did a terrible job on her makeup and mom had to fix it before anyone saw her. The mother said, that's right. It is so wonderful to have these experiences. I love to share, and that's what brings me here today. So what brings you here today? Out of all the things you could be doing or not doing, why this show? Why now? A curiosity? Perhaps a fear of death that leads you looking for answers? Maybe a loved one has passed and you're uncertain about your future. I believe all humans eventually will ask the question, what happens when we die? Today, I want to give you a little reassurance from some of the brilliant people that have walked long before us and their thoughts on the afterlife. I also think your soul might have given you a little nudge to be here. You've had synchronicities, right? Or times that your sixth sense kicked in. I also believe in miracles. I received an email not too long ago from a man whose three-year-old child had recently passed of cancer. Now, to get his mind off his pain, he pulled out his smartphone and asked Siri to play some news. Much to his surprise, Siri began to play my voice talking about the afterlife on something I recorded on YouTube with a lot of information about easing the pain of grief. Coincidence? What do you think? Our minds don't want us to believe. I'm totally convinced of that. Our minds are not often our friends. If you don't believe me, I challenge you, stop right now and go look in a mirror. Do you automatically say nice things about how fabulous you are? Or do you critique yourself? I thought so. You are not the thoughts in your mind. Each one of us has a little voice in our head. Do you believe me? Well, let's just be quiet for just a moment. 
yours might have just said, what little voice in my head? Well, that's the voice. It's no different than looking in the mirror and saying negative thoughts. This voice wants to convince you and I of our mortality, remind us to live in fear. And of course, it says, nobody's got the proof of life after death. There's a really great quote by Neil Donald Walsh. He's the author of Conversations with God and other books. It says, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. What brought you here to listen to this today could very well be pain, loss, or fear. The little voice of doubt and skepticism may still be talking to you right now. You can set that little voice to one side for an hour and be curious. Be open and be okay with being uncomfortable. Imagine an acorn that had a far fall from the mighty oak. Lying on the forest floor, it ends up getting pushed beneath the dark earth. To him, it may feel like the end. But you and I know someday it will peak above the surface and become a mighty oak tree. I'd like to read some quotes now from some of the most famous, brilliant minds about what they had to say about the afterlife. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, The soul comes from without into the human body as into a temporary abode, for the soul is immortal. Benjamin Franklin said, I look upon death to be as necessary to the constitution as sleep. We shall rise refreshed in the morning. Walt Whitman said, I know I am deathless. No doubt I have died myself 10,000 times before. Carl Jung said, What happens after death is so unspeakably glorious that our imagination and our feelings do not suffice to form even an approximate conception of it. Henry David Thoreau, Why should we be startled by death? Life is a constant putting off of the mortal coil, coat, cuticle, flesh and bones, all old clothes. Norman Vincent Peale. I believe there are two sides to the phenomena known as death. This side where we live and the other side where we shall continue to live. Eternity does not start with death. We are in eternity now. Mother Teresa. Death is nothing else but going home to God. The bond of love will be unbroken for all eternity. Dr. Raymond Moody, I have absolutely no fear of death. From my near-death research and my personal experiences, death is, in my judgment, simply a transition into another kind of reality. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, I've told my children that when I die, to release balloons in the sky to celebrate that I have graduated. For me, death is a graduation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Once you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. Speaking of Conan Doyle, if you listen to episode two, we met a husband and wife team of mediums that spoke about the religion of spiritualism. It is based on the belief that life after death is a reality and the ministers are all mediums. We may recognize Sir Arthur Conan Doyle as the author of Sherlock Holmes, but he has also made a huge difference for spiritualism. Let me tell you a little about him. 
back in the year 1886, as a 27-year-old, he was a physician who loved reading detective stories. However, he was always frustrated when the detective somehow knew who done it and thought there should be more of a scientific explanation. Then he watched a medical professor named Bell work with patients. Without the patient ever saying a word, and by the power of his own observation and deduction, Professor Bell could tell where a person was from and what was wrong with him. The idea of Sherlock Holmes was born, and Arthur began submitting his stories into magazines. At the same time, Arthur pondered the great questions in life. Who are we? Why are we here? And is there life after death? He submitted his first article in a magazine called The Light, Does Life Go On After Death? For 35 years, he studied spiritualism, and in 1893, he joined the British Society for Psychical Research. Other members were future Prime Minister Arthur Balfour, philosopher William James, naturalist Alfred Russell Wallace, and scientists William Crookes and Oliver Lodge. At that time, Conan Doyle did more afterlife research than anyone. After one particular experience, looking across at the mist and the fog of the city, he said, Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to commit murder. For what I have just experienced, I am now putting to bed the life of Sherlock Holmes and dedicating my life, my existence, to seeking out what I have just experienced. He called himself a gramophone for spirituality and he could no longer remain silent and use the information for his own benefit. He chose to devote his life to spiritualism. Between his books on spirituality, he traveled the world, and because of him, the lives of millions were comforted. I'd like to play for you now an audio from 1927 of Conan Doyle himself talking about his passion for spiritualism. People ask me, will I write any more Sherlock Holmes stories? I, I certainly don't think it's at all probable. But as I grow older, the psychic uh, subject always grows in intensity, and then one becomes more earnest upon it. And I should think that my few remaining years will probably be devoted much more in that direction than in the direction of literature. Nonetheless, of course, I haven't abandoned writing. One has to earn one's living, but my principal thoughts are that I should extend, if I can, uh, that knowledge which I have on psychic matters and spread it as far as I can to those who have been less fortunate. <clears throat> but don't <clears throat> for one moment suppose that I'm taking it upon myself to say that I am the inventor of spiritualism or that I am even the principal exponent of it. There are many great mediums, many great psychical researchers, investigators of all sorts. All that I can do is to be a gramophone on the subject, to go about, to meet people face to face, to try and make them understand that this thing is not the foolish thing which is so often represented, but that it really is a great philosophy and, as I think, the basis of all religious improvement in the future of the human race. Well, when people come along and contradict me, you have had no experience at all, 
read little and perhaps never been to a seance, uh, you can imagine that I don't take their opposition very seriously. When I talk on this subject, I'm not talking about what I believe. I'm not talking about what I think. I'm talking about what I know. There's an enormous difference, believe me, between believing a thing and knowing a thing. And talking about things that I've handled, that I've seen, that I've heard with my own ears. And always, mind you, in the presence of witnesses. I never risk hallucination. I usually, in most of my experiments, have had six, eight, or ten witnesses, all of whom have seen and heard the same things that I have done. Gradually, I became more and more convinced on the matter as I studied year in, year out. But it was only in the time of the war when all these splendid young fellows were disappearing from our view. The whole world was saying, well, what's become of them? Where are they? What are they doing now? Have they dissipated into nothing? Or are they still the grand fellows that we used to know? It was only at that time that I realized the overpowering importance to the human race of knowing more about this matter. Then it was that I flung myself more earnestly into it and that I felt the highest purpose that I could possibly devote the remainder of my life to was trying to bring across to other people something of that knowledge and assurance which I had acquired myself. Certainly the results have justified me. I'm quite sure I could fill a room for my house with the letters that I have received from people uh, telling me of the consolation which my writings on this subject and my lectures on this subject have given to them. How they have once more heard the sound of a vanished voice and felt the touch of the vanished hand. A few days before his death in 1930, Conan Doyle wrote, The reader will judge that I have had many adventures. The greatest and most glorious of all awaits me now. So what was it that Conan Doyle felt was so important that he had to give up Sherlock Holmes to pursue this form of spiritualism? Well, long before there was the evidential mediumship that we have now, the world was practicing what was called physical mediumship and trance mediumship. Now, I have to be honest with you, when I first started investigating this, to me, this was so far out of my comfort zone (laughs) and so unrealistic that I just shoot it off and I didn't believe it. The deeper I got in and the more and more people I trusted, I decided to find out what these rare forms of mediumship were. I'll be back in just a minute to tell you more. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your 
your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people dis appearing in national parks to visit or subscribe just go to youtube and type in coast to coast am official or you can simply go to the coast to coast am.com website and click on the youtube icon at the top it's the official coast to coast am youtube channel you're gonna love this just get on over to coast to coast am.com and start your free listening now Hi, this is George Norrie, and you're listening to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain on the new iHeart and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And don't forget, you can listen to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we were discussing why Sir Arthur Conan Doyle gave up writing Sherlock Holmes to follow this passion for spiritualism. The early days of mediumship, up until the 1940s, was very different than it is today. Now we have evidential mediums that use their voice and use their soul to connect with a person in the unseen world and hopefully give the recipient some good evidence. I'm reminded of something my mom says. She asks, what do you call the guy or gal that graduates bottom of their medical class? The answer, doctor. 
Just because someone has the term doctor or medium in front of their name doesn't mean that they are good. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle knew that, and with his team of scientists and scholars, they went out looking for the best mediums of their time to prove the existence of the afterlife. While there were no evidential mediums at that time, there were three other kinds of mediums, healers, trance, and physical mediums. The healers could blend their energies with the power in the unseen world and heal people, whether in person or distant healing. There's quite a bit of research into the field of healing, and we mostly now hear about praying for healing of others. A trance medium is a person who closes their eyes, gets their own thoughts out of the way, asks the spirit person to blend energies with him or her, and invites the spirit person to speak using the medium's mouth and vocal cords. Back in the day, this was witnessed by hundreds of thousands of people. Sometimes loved ones would come through to directly speak to their relative Or wise souls or guides would speak through them and provide inspiration and answer questions. The most well-known mediums of the day received nothing or very little money for their service and maintained other careers. Physical mediumship was the hardest thing for me to believe in, but Sir Arthur Conan Doyle gave up writing Sherlock Holmes to share the reality of the afterlife after attending 30 years of physical medium seances with his colleagues. I had to do my investigation. A physical medium is also a trance and healing medium. So, with physical mediumship, a spirit person can become real again, even for a short time, stepping into a vapor that is produced from the medium's body. The word for that gas or vapor is ectoplasm. Have you heard of that word before? For me, it conjured up the green slime from the movie Ghostbusters. However, after doing much research, I learned that Dan Aykroyd, who wrote and starred in the movie, comes from a line of spiritualists. In fact, his grandfather and great-grandfather used to hold these seances and many men of science attended. Dan's father, Peter, found many journals belonging to his grandfather with the stories of all the dead people who materialized, became real again in these seances. Growing up in spiritualism, Dan Aykroyd wrote a comedy with some of the words he was very familiar with, and his father, Peter, wrote the book, A History of Ghosts, The True Story of Seances, Mediums, Ghosts, and Ghostbusters. It's definitely worth reading if you're interested in this. Another gentleman who came to know Conan Doyle was Arthur Finley, a very smart and successful stockbroker and businessman. Finley attended one of these seances by John Sloan in 1918 and was led on his investigation on the truth about the afterlife. He became one of the world's biggest proponents for spiritualism and moved to the great Stansted Hall residence in 1925. Many well-known people from that time, including scientists and political figures from all around the globe, visited Stansted Hall to witness these miraculous reunions from beyond the grave. 
Arthur Finley wrote several books, the first one being On the Edge of the Etheric, which contained some of the most compelling evidence of the afterlife, presenting it in a way that shows how fraud, trickery, or coincidence could not possibly explain it. You see, in those days, so many people had been lost to the wars and the Spanish flu. There were numerous con artists pretending to be mediums, preying on the grieving. And I believe that still happens today. At his death in 1964, Arthur Finley bequeathed Stansted Hall to the Spiritualists National Union so that it could continue his work and his ideas. In my personal investigations, I've now taken four courses at Stansted Hall, and it's now called the Arthur Finley College, the world's foremost college for the advancement of spiritualism and psychic studies. However, the first time I attended, I was petrified. This glorious old mansion filled with history of spirits and seances had me feeling like I was attending Hogwarts out of a Harry Potter film. During my first week, it was like Hogwarts, to be honest with you, learning to use our psychic and mediumistic senses that all humans possess. Yet, normally, our minds are way too busy to pay attention to them. One of the people I met was evidential and trance medium and longtime tutor of the college, Eileen Davies. In the sanctuary, in front of a crowd of about 100 people, Eileen closed her eyes. And after about 10 minutes, a different voice began to speak from her mouth. Her demonstration was well over an hour, and three different voices spoke the most amazing words of inspiration, philosophy, and wisdom, like nothing I had heard before. Of course, my mind tried to figure it out, but no one could speak this long with that kind of perfection, with words about life and death and the afterlife, so filled with love for humanity. That, coupled with the mind-blowing psychic and medium evidence that was coming from my own mind, I had to believe this was all real, and I had to know more. Tom and Lisa Butler, authors of the book, There Is No Death and There Are No Dead, and the couple who had trained me how to capture voices of the deceased using electronic voice phenomena, EVP, highly recommended I attend a seance with one of the few authentic demonstrating physical mediums in the world. Along with a team of modern scientists, they tested this medium and felt there is no way anyone could create the phenomena they witnessed. Four years ago, adventurous me took a trip back to England, alone to attend a physical medium seance. It wasn't just a seance. It was five days filled with lecture and learning about the afterlife with demonstrations of evidential and trance mediumship. Thanksgiving Day 2016 is a day I will always remember. I entered the seance room at Banyan Retreat Center. I was scared to death at the thought of people becoming alive again. As afraid as I was, I had to know the truth. The medium was named Scott Milligan. He was tied to a chair, and the group of about 25 of us sat on other chairs in a circle. 
Scott sat in what's known as a cabinet, a wooden structure that the spirit world uses to build energy. We were all asked to investigate the room, make sure we felt comfortable that the room couldn't be tampered with. A small artificial Christmas tree was in the center of the circle, and many toys that were wrapped were around it, in case the spirit children wished to play. Before long, the lights were turned off. As ectoplasm is light-sensitive, someone from the group led us into prayer. Three songs were played to let the medium blend with the spirit energies, and then we all began to sing. Singing and laughter, it turns out, builds the highest energy for ectoplasm to form. A voice spoke to us out of the darkness, a young and playful voice of Daniel, who lived in the mid-1850s, who rested our fears and gave us some words of wisdom about the afterlife. Then he said, the children are here. All of us attendees were holding hands, and Scott was often checked to make sure he was still strapped down and had not moved. The next thing I experienced was the sound of all the Christmas presents being unwrapped at once. Very similar to my own Christmas morning when I was a kid, when my siblings and I tore through the wrappings to get to the toys. Many of the toys had glow-in-the-dark tape on them, and at the same time, bells were ringing, a harmonica was being blown, drums were being beaten, a toy piano was being played, Balls and stuffed animals moved around the room, and hula hoops seemed to float in the air. There were no alive children in that room, and our group from this gathering never stopped holding each other's hands. At one point, I felt the touch of a child's fingers on my hand. A spirit child presented me with a glow-in-the-dark tablet, and I could see their small, alive fingers. After the children were finished, we resumed singing to keep the power up. As wonderful as it was to experience lots of Christmas presents being unwrapped and played with all at one time, feeling and seeing moving children's fingers as an afterlife explorer, the biggest miracle was what happened next. Ectoplasm can also form into a reproduction of a human voice box, and the etheric people can step into it and speak again. The voice never seems to be exactly what it sounded like when they were alive, for they have to remember their own voice and through thought be able to speak again. They're not able to hear their own voices, and it is compared to you or I being underwater and trying to shout and communicate effectively to the person above the water. Daniel acts like an evidential medium during the seances, And we'll say something like, I have a young man here, he had a Batman tattoo, and he's here to speak to his mother. Once the recipient in the group is recognized, Daniel asks this young lad to push his face into the ectoplasm and speak with his mother. The reunions have everyone in the audience filled with tears of joy from the specific conversations that take place. I sat next to a pretty strong man who didn't believe in any of this, but attended the seances at his wife's coaxing. Their teenage daughter had passed unexpectedly. When their daughter had the opportunity to speak to her parents again in the seance, she referred to the nickname her daddy had called her. This big man cried, squeezed my hand tightly, and told me 
that no one knew of the nickname and now believes that his daughter lives on. I have also heard a child who lived with Down syndrome speak, but then could also talk flawlessly, showing that in the afterlife, we are all healthy, whole, and perfect. After the seance, the people who were spoken to by their deceased relatives, their lives were changed forever. A seance normally closes with some words of inspiration from a very wise soul, followed by a closing prayer. Seances can last over two hours, but when the lights come on, it's not uncommon to have the medium turned around backwards or even moved outside the circle, showing the true power of the unseen world. It's easy for the mind to think this could all be fraudulent, but with the very low cost of these five days, the love, the inspiration, and the miracles I witnessed throughout my visit to Banyan Retreat, I was left with a knowing that what I witnessed was real, and I knew exactly why Arthur Finley and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle gave their lives to investigating the afterlife and sharing their findings so passionately. Throughout these episodes, I'll share with you everything I've got, but I feel that if you find a subject you're passionate about, you'll have an aha moment and your life will never be the same again. We'll be back in just a moment, and when we return, we'll hear some words of wisdom from a friend in the afterlife through transmediumship and how to connect with your own spirit team. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. 
Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Hey folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain on the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't forget, you can listen to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we were discussing transmediumship and connecting with your own spirit team. It's important to know that these spirit friends blend energies with the transmedium, and I'll introduce you to how you can do that a little bit later. Spirit communication is filled with love, and at no point does a medium get taken over by a spirit person. That just happens in the movies. Authentic trance mediums spend years developing this connection with their unseen inspirers. Scott Milligan has now been sitting over 24 years blending with his spirit team almost on a daily basis. You may have heard of people who do channeling and believe the voices that are heard can be from a guide, an ascended master, or even an angel. We humans, our souls beneath it all, And some of the divine wisdom through channeling could be from our own soul. Trance is a little bit different. It is the speaking of a person that has lived and walked this earth. Now, a little warning. This is a highly controversial subject. Although I do feel that many of the people out there who call themselves trance mediums or channelers are out for financial gain or their ego wants them to be famous. The two trans mediums that I talk about on this episode, Eileen Davies and Scott Milligan, I know them to be authentic. You'll hear in a minute, there's a certain resonance with our own souls. Plus, getting to know these two mediums for the past four years, the personalities that speak through them during trance are completely different than their normal personalities. On the final day at Banyan Retreat, we heard physical medium Scott Milligan speaking in the trance state. Scott's eyes closed, and again, three songs were played, allowing him to blend with his inspirers in the unseen world. Then, a voice of someone who lived long ago began speaking through him, a voice of a person I have come to know as Eric. Scott stayed in trance for a full 90 minutes, and after many words of philosophy, 
Eric allowed the audience to ask him questions. I'm so grateful for these past years that I've gotten to become close to Scott and his spirit team. We've brought workshops and seances into the United States and will continue to broaden our horizons internationally in the future due to the current restrictions of travel that have happened because of the COVID-19 pandemic. We are offering online free trance demonstrations every Friday. I'd like to play for you now a clip of Scott Milligan speaking a little bit about what trance is. My area that I would like to show and work with tonight is the alter states and trance. And for those who may not know of this subject, it is very normal, as as normal as breathing in and out. I'm the one that's a bit weird. I'm the one that's a bit peculiar because I have a, a facet of my mind that allows me to what looks like I go to sleep but I call it my spiritual sleep. It's my spiritual place where I just go within myself and I become aware of a great love that is deeper than the ocean as it seems to wash over me and that puts me in a place of rest. And whilst I'm in that place of rest, the unseen world, our friends, have found a way of using my vocal cords to share their thoughts with us. Now, if we were taking it a step further where physical mediumship is concerned, which is a different area, but still going through the doorway of entrancement, um, we would be doing a sitting for you where hopefully that a voice that manifests separately from me would be a voice that you would recognize and then you can have a conversation. Um, This is more for us to deepen our understanding of why, you know, and what happens and why it happens, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it is a very beautiful experience if you haven't witnessed it before. And it's a beautiful sensation if you haven't experienced that feeling before. I love it. I, I love my happy place where I go within my being. So tonight I cannot guarantee anything. The only guarantee I will give you is that I will work my little socks off to try and get myself into my happy place where I can just sit there and relax and melt away. If it doesn't work, you and I will just have a conversation instead, and hopefully I won't bore you with the sound of my own voice. So sit comfortably. Sit with an open mind and open heart. You can tear the demonstration to pieces afterwards, but for this hour or so, just sit and be open, open to the endless possibilities. Now, If you weren't here at the very, very beginning, I was saying to Sandra that this is my seance room. This is my, seance means meeting. So this is the room where I meet my friends and meet our loved ones uh, who have through, whatever road they have walked, have gone through the door of death. And I sit here in my little corner, which is this area here, and I become aware. And I normally black out the windows and I sit where, um life was given and that's in darkness and through sitting in the dark I, I become spiritually aware like a seed that falls to only rise again but tonight we're going to have red light on um because i'm a little bit nervous i'm a little bit under the weather as well i've got uh, tonsillitis so i'm really really sore around the fright so now you've got a good taste of what Scott sounds like. And he was under the weather and he always says that he can't predict what will happen. And even though he says that it may not work, 
I've never seen it not work. So that's just his humanity speaking. And there can be no promises. All trance and all mediumship really is experimental. So after three songs were played, this is what happened next. The first breath of autumn has been given. And the petals of the flower that was so strong now falls upon the path in which we meet with the sweet fragrance of its demise touches our senses to know that as certain parts of your world now falls asleep, as the cold breath comes, only to rest for a moment, ready once again to feel the warm touch of spring. But other parts of your world are now feeling the warmth of a new beginning, still being held by concerns that seem to have affected everyone. But united will you stand to face any situation, to move away from the imperfection of distractions. That if we were giving you the opportunity to, to continue to exist without the distractions of coin, without the distractions of things that have come from the earth, will you face this situation differently? If you and I realize now that death is but a stone that falls upon the path of where you will walk, that you will leave this world behind to walk gaily into the summer lands, what will then concern you? If you yourself know that you will survive the ultimate challenge. But of course, when the shoe is on the other foot, when people that you care for make the migration from this world to ours, your soul mourns. Your life is never the same again. And so many times you say, if only we can swap, if only we can exchange this moment, and I will gladly lay down. Your time will come. That is the promise that all life is given that you are born 
to then come and be born again in our world. Throughout our gatherings, throughout each day that has passed within this year, every day marks an event. And on this day, many prayers have come to our world of a situation that has happened recently, that has left its mark, not only on one country, but on all countries. As when this event occurred, many prayers came to our world, and we responded. We responded to give healing so that this fire does not create more fire and burn many. Certain events in your world come about not through the will of our world, but through man's kind's inhumanity to man but also false idols, false prophets, false gods, if you will, that has commanded that their children who follow in their shadow should do the job and duty to win the love of their father. Any religion that causes you to inflict harm or injury has been created by man itself. But all religions really have been touched and written by the hand of man. But one day, when it is ready, that all religions will fade away and only one mountain will remain, a mountain of hope that embellish all hatred but embraces all love, love for all that stand, no matter how tall you are. No matter how young your voice is, or how gentle your touch remains, you are loved beyond measure. That is why many of you say the light of the spirit, the light that has no color, creed, or sexuality, it is a light that has come to give life. And of course, as you sit and listen, you are beacons of light to us. But the spark of humanity still burns brightly. And from your love and from your light, our hands can give help to your world. We are still in love with your world. We are in love with humanity. 
and we seek tirelessly to inspire all, not to change your ways, but for you to accept that you are loved. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain on the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And don't forget, you can listen to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we were listening to Eric, a spirit person who speaks through trance and physical medium, Scott Milligan. Sandra, my dear, I trust that you are well. I'm very well. Thank you, Eric. Darren, my friend, I trust that you are well. I'm very well. Thank you, Eric. If it is pleasing, 
Let us continue in the usual manner. Thank you, Eric. On behalf of everyone, I know there's much grief going on in the world. Could you explain the dying process from physical to your world and what people can expect once they arrive in your world? Well, I have to say to you, even though that the situation that causes the body to fail may be different, the process is still the same. Before the last breath is taken, before the impact may cause pain, the conscious mind is already moving rapidly to our world, and therefore they do not feel it is the body itself that is reacting as it knows its time has come. The body itself may seem in distress, but the soul itself is of peace. But sadly, it leaves the reminder, the memory, to all those who gather and assemble around the one you love. As the body may cool, but the soul will rise. For them themselves, a sense of peace may wash over their consciousness. They may start to see the eternal door opening. They may hear the voice of the ones they love, beckoning them to move towards them. They may see those who they love coming in visitation. And they may share this experience to those who are going to be left behind. But as the breath starts to become shallow, as the heart becomes the flutter, they are taken across the stream of death and they enter the golden world. If you are to imagine with me, that if I can liken it to an experience, it is like a park where everyone is happy. Everyone knows one another. Everyone speaks with one another. There are no children that are crying in pain. But only laughter and happiness is heard and experienced. But as they enter our world, they are reunited with family and friends that may have gone before them. Animal, of course, if they have been touched by human hand and loved by the one that has arrived, the animals will be there. But this time they are not silent. This time they don't speak to you in a foreign language. They will speak to you in a language that you yourself will accept. The sky will never darken. A cloud will never form. Of course, if children desire, or any of you desire to feel what it is for snow to fall, 
that brings enjoyment, then that situation is created for you. But we don't look back, you know. We don't carry the scars of death as we have survived it. Can I ask each of you, do you remember your birth? Your parents may, but you do not. And that is what it's like to die. You won't remember it. But it becomes a part of communication, the process of it, when you return to speak through certain individuals that allow themselves to be animated in such a way that you don't hear me screaming at all, do you? You don't see me crippled with pain, but you hear a personality which I remember, but is not how I am now. Because, my friends, that in my world, I am much younger. Because I go back to a time where I felt I was at my peak of life. Where I felt I had the most love to give and to receive. My dear wife is not crippled with arthritis. She now moves freely. My children, of course, have grown, but we know one another. We share eternity together. We do not have disagreements like it was, but deeper understanding. So I'm saying to all of you, even though at this moment you fear the grave, grave is not the end. It may be where the husk of your life for someone to stand and say, I'm close to you. It helps the grieving process of those who are left behind. But I say this to you, leave not what I say, but one day you'll experience it. And upon the path in which you will walk, I will stand. I will bow with respect and I will ask you, how was it for you? And how will you share this experience with others who fear what is to come? I spoke to a lovely Jewish lady, and I have used this term on numerous occasions. She was more mortified that she died on the laboratory. She was more mortified. All the places I could have ended my life, all the places that I would be remembered for, would be the laboratory. 
Of course, she injected humor. But I said to her, could you please describe to me in a modern way so I can share your experience? She said, don't you dare tell that I died in the laboratory. And I said, I can make no promises. But your words will heal many. Maybe when they themselves die, they may ask where you are. You could identify her by asking, can I speak with the lady with the laboratory? But she said to me these exact words, which I will share with you. Dying was like the first time you step upon an aeroplane. The fear of the unknown. You may have excitement. You may desire. You may want it over. You may want to be encouraged by others who are nervous like you. But as you climb the steps and take your seat, there are people there who are experienced. Said, don't worry, we will look after you. Of course, you may accelerate in your journey and bumps along the way. There may be sickness. There may be laughing hysterically. There may be annoyance. But when you touch down, and the door opens, and it is your time to leave the aeroplane, you may then think, what was all the fuss all about? And that is how she described her death. The fear of the unknown. But then she realized she spent so much energy, so much time worrying something that all of you will experience. With hundreds of hours of listening to Eric, Along with Daniel, Morningstar, and the others who speak through Scott and Eileen, there's no one that can convince me that these people aren't real. If you'd like to join us on a Friday and ask questions to one of our friends in the afterlife, you can find the link at sandrachamplain.com. Just click on calendar. With my new curiosity for trance after seeing Scott and Eileen work, I spent two more weeks at the Arthur Finley College, this time to learn the art of trance mediumship. For all those who are interested in any kind of mediumship, I think our guides give us a little bit of beginner's luck, so to speak. They give us a taste for it and leave it up to us to work for our own development. In the trance class, I learned that we all have our own spirit team who walk silently beside us, guiding, empowering, and loving us. However, when our mind is too busy, there is no way they can get through to us. It is only by quieting our mind that we allow the space for their voices to be heard. My weeks were filled with just that. One of the practices I learned was to have a sincere heart and silently ask, I am here to serve. Use me in any way that you wish for humanity. I close my eyes and imagine a small bright light within me and visualize it getting larger and larger, soon so big that the bright light surrounds me and fills the room I am in. 
I imagine God or the divine or whatever life power you wish to call it being bright like the sun. With that sincere prayer in my heart, I imagine that divine light and my light blending. I invite my spirit team to draw close. Then I concentrate on my own breathing. And when thoughts come into mind, I just return to the breath. During the weeks, we learned healing, we learned inspirational writing, and a whole lot more. On the last day, the instructor asked if anyone would like to try trance speaking in front of the class. As nervous as I was, I slowly raised my hand. I knew I may not have this experience again. With my eyes closed and after inviting my spirit team to blend with me, I concentrated on my own breath for what seemed like a long time. Our instruction was to say, Spirit wants me to tell you, and then just say the words we are moved to say. When I spoke those words, my voice continued to speak. However, I wasn't thinking or directing the words. It was a little shocking, and when I started to think, the voice stopped. As soon as I focused on my breathing again, the voice continued. I couldn't pay attention to the words, but I felt my body being animated as if I was telling a story. At a certain point, the voice stopped, and after some time, like waking up from a deep sleep, I opened my eyes. Tears were being dried from people's faces, and they were moved by whatever it was I said. When the instructor asked how it was for me, I explained how weird it felt to be moving so much. That's when she told me I remained perfectly still the whole time. Although I haven't had that experience again, it left me with a huge thirst for trance. And before bed each night, I try to sit quietly and ask my spirit team to blend with me and let them use me to help humanity. I am grateful that I'm being used in this way to bring you stories and the gold I have collected along my journey. I want to thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. You've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. For shows like this and others, please make sure to tune into the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone.